Well, Mom, I am very excited to be doing this interview with you. Today is March 19th, 1919. March 19th, 2022. And we have just had a nice Third Street Diner breakfast. You and Dad. And yes, here we, we are did. on a Saturday morning uh, at 12.56 in the living room. And I was just going to say that I am particularly looking forward to interviewing you today about your dad because uh, I was very young when Grandpa Sanger passed away. And I mean, my brothers, too, for sure, really didn't know him at all. And so it is going to be really nice to have you share about his life because we didn't really get as much of a chance to know him um, as Grandma Sanger. Yeah, that's right. yeah. So okay. So we're gonna we're gonna just start off, Mom, by um, asking you to just give us what you uh, want to start out with uh, about your dad's name and uh, maybe anything you know about his parents or where he was born. Kind of get us started with what you know about your dad, your dad's life. Okay. Well, my dad's name was Robert William Sanger. And um, I don't know that he was necessarily named after someone. I don't, I kind of don't even know who named him. And that, that sounds kind of funny, but when you hear the, the story about how, how Grandpa's birth and his early years were, you'll, you'll understand. Yeah. Um, his parents were Herbert and Elna, and I think I've got that right. Elna, not Edna. I think it was Elna. Herbert and Elna Sanger. And uh, I know they were German. I don't think they were immigrants, but I don't know. Mm. That's one piece of the history that I'm not, I'm a little shaky on. Yeah. And um, imagine they came from Germany. Yeah. So, but I, like I said, I don't know the history there. But when my dad was born, Elna was very young. I believe she was only 18. And Herbert, I don't know how old Herbert was, but um, Elna was was um i i don't know when this disease came on her but she when she had herbert when she had daddy she did not even come home from the hospital after he was born she had a disease called bright's disease hmm. which is a kidney it's something to do with the kidneys mm-hmm. And she never, like I said, she never came home from the hospital after he was born. She passed away. And then the story is that Grandpa, my dad, (laughs) my dad stayed in the hospital for an extended period of time because it was the easiest way for him to be cared for. Mm. I think the grandmothers that were in the family did not feel that they could take care of an infant. Yeah. So that's, that's the story I've always heard. That's what I always picture when I picture my dad as an infant. Mm. And, uh, it makes me wonder how long was he in the hospital? What kind of care and attention did he get in the hospital? Even who named him was, Elna alive long enough for her and Herbert to think of a name for him? Did yeah. they name him? Yeah. Did the nurses name him? I don't know. Mm. So. And what would have been his dad, Herbert? What was his work at the time? I mean, he obviously felt he couldn't care for your dad alone. What was, was he a farmer? I'm thinking he was a farmer, actually, I don't know, but 
the farm, the farm is a century farm, and it was always in the Sanger name, so I'm, assu I'm assuming he was farming. At, in, at the Greenleaf at Farm. The, yeah. At okay. The, the one that my brother Paul is farming now. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So, at some point, then, Herbert remarried, and he, he married Lillian Schneider. So, it was Herbert and Lillian then, and she took over the care of my dad. But I don't, I'm thinking that was when dad was maybe five or six. Now, I'm not saying he was in the hospital till he was five years old. I think at some point, the grandmothers did help with the care okay. of him. But just when he was an infant, he was he was in the hospital. Hmm. So, yeah, so Herbert remarried and married Lillian Schneider. Then, when my dad was in his... Early teens, I believe, I believe, then Herbert passed away, and he died of a heart attack. He was 46, I know, when he died. Mm. So. That's very interesting. Yeah. Mm. And uh, then at some point in time, then Lillian married the grandpa that I knew, Grandpa Umnes, Henry Umnes. And so it was Lillian and Henry Umnes raising my dad as a teenager. Okay. So um, dad grew up on, on the family farm mm -hmm. and uh, helped with the helped with the, the chores and, and uh, he went to school. He did not graduate high school. He did do some high school, but at some point he dropped out of school to work on the farm. But um, Do you yeah. know if he attended the same school that you did? I believe he did. I believe he did. Okay. Deep here. And there was a little, there was a, there was a, a school not far from the farm that he would have gone he would have gone to as a child there is a picture down in our family room of of the the inside of that school and all the children sitting at their desks and okay. daddy's in that picture but that was not Conrad's school that no you went not to. the one that I went to okay it was it was a different one that was um, close to the farm okay okay I don't know how much difference in age was your dad from my mom, but I think he might have been an underclassman when my mom went there. He was born in 25. My mom was born in 23. Oh. So I think he was like, could have been like a freshman when my mom was a senior. My mom did go to, did complete high school. That's interesting. So maybe they, we could find an old yearbook. Yeah. With their picture in there. So, but I'm glad we brought this up because did you say the year he was born? Your dad was born in 25. 1925. 1925. Okay, and what was the date of his July birth? July 31st. Okay. July 31st, 1925. Yes. Okay, is there anything else that you want to share about um, your dad's parents? Your grandparents, um, the ones you knew, so that the would have been Lillian and Henry. Well, when they were living on the farm, when Dad, what I remember about them is when Dad, when Dad married Mom, they changed the house into a two-family house, so there was. My grandparents living downstairs, and Dad and Mom lived upstairs. Mm -hmm. And when I was born and when my brother was born, we were still living upstairs. Mm -hmm. So I was able, as a, young, as a youngster, to spend a lot of time 
with my grandma and grandpa. Mm -hmm. I remember grandpa being out in the woodshed and I would be out there with him, him, uh, you know, pounding on nails in wood. And I can still, when I smell sawdust, I think of the woodshed mm. and uh, spending time in there with my grandpa Umnus because he was a carpenter. Okay. So I can tell he made the cupboards upstairs that were kitchen cupboards to convert the the top part of the house to a, a home. And uh, and my grandma, I spent so much time with her because my mom worked outside the home. Mm -hmm. So grandma taught me, well, taught me how to play the piano, got me started on the piano, made sure I got to lessons and made sure I got a piano. She, I think, was kind of instrumental in that. Yeah. And uh, taught me all about gardening, taught me the names of flowers, mm -hmm. taught me the names of birds. Mm -hmm. And that's just, that's so much a part of my life now. Yeah. Piano, gardening, birds. Yeah. So maybe we need to do a bonus episode on <laughs> your relationship with your grandma, Grandma Umnus, because she really was responsible for a lot of your care when you were little, right? She was. She was. Oh, and also her and Grandpa, even after they moved out of the downstairs of the house and bought their own place, they would come every Sunday to pick me up to take me to Sunday school. And Paul, too. Okay. And what they wanted to make sure I got to Sunday school and got to church. My parents went to church. Yeah. But it was just to bring me to Sunday school. They were going to Sunday school anyway, so... They were very instrumental in that too. And were they was were they attending the same church that your parents attended? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we might do another episode on your grandma because I know Dad's raising his hand. Yes, Dad. I just wanted to when you brought up your grandpa and having carp, a lot of carpenter skills. When they did get move away from the farm and get their own house there, did he build that house or did they buy it? He didn't build it. He bought it, but it was he fixed it up a lot. Okay. He remodeled it a lot. Mm. And I'm curious to know if you have anything that you have that your grandpa made, if he was a carpenter. I know one thing I have that your grandpa made is that little green spool knitter oh, that's yes. made out of a wooden... <laughs> Spool that had thread, yes, and it has nails pounded in the top, uh -huh. and a hole, board, and a hole in the middle, bored through the center. And yes. You can use it to to knit a, yeah. like a rope, and I have that because I used it as a little girl. And I know you said your grandpa yeah. made that. I can't think of anything I have that Grandpa Omnis made. I think most of his carpentry was building things. Connected with houses and doing okay. doing work like making cupboards, doing um, baseboards and trim and okay plaster walls and things like that. Okay, okay, so okay. Um, anything else you want to just say about your grandparents? Uh, the next uh, interview we're going to do is about your childhood home, so some of that might come up when you talk about oh, living sure. in the same house with them. Sure. Um, what do you, do you know anything about your dad's growing up years? Um. The only thing that came to mind thinking about, thinking about uh, his growing up years was Grandma Umnes was very, she took a lot of pictures, wanted to document things. And there are pictures of, they would take day trips. And they go maybe to Madison, and there's picture. I think there's a picture of my dad by the Capitol, and they went to a zoo somewhere. There's a picture of my dad with the zoo, and and uh, she was she was good about about uh, documenting that. And another thing about Grandma Omnis is she wanted to have children so bad, and she never could. She she lost a lot of babies, my mom said. Mm. And uh, so dad was, she kind of poured her life into mm. my dad. Yeah. You know, she talked to, 
she would write on the on the pictures the family in Madison, the mm. family in in Manitowoc, you know the. So that was very important to her, and it's yeah. it's nice to go now and look look at those pictures and yeah, because that's the only that uh, like there are very few pictures of dad as a youngster. Mm-hmm. So the ones that we do have, like the one in the family room, are are kind of precious. Yes. I'm going to just make a note. We'll try to, I know you know where those pictures are. We can add some of them to our show notes. <laughs> um, okay, do you have any uh, any other stories you can think of that you remember your dad sharing with you about his growing up? Or I know he no, was very I don't. quiet. I don't have, I don't uh, remember him talking about his growing up years. Okay. I don't. Can you describe your dad's physical appearance? Yeah, daddy was daddy was tall. I think he was six feet. And um, he was bald. <laughs> he went bald very early. Even if you look at their wedding picture, you can tell he doesn't have a lot of hair on top. Mm-hmm. So he was bald at quite a young age. And he had... He had dark skin, and I don't know if it was dark because he was olive-skinned like me or if it's just the fact that he worked outside and Mm -hmm. was always tan, you know. Yeah. With his farmer tan, I guess you would call it. Yeah. I think he had brown eyes. That's something I don't notice about people is the color of their eyes. Yeah. Unless I'm deliberate about it. Yeah. So I think he, I want to say he had brown eyes. Mm-hmm. And, uh... He was quite thin, too, wasn't he? Was, he was. He was thin. Not overly thin. But right. Just normal. Yeah. Looked good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, describe your dad's personality. What was unique about it? Well, Dad was very, he was a man of few words. He was quiet. I remember we could we could sit at the dinner table and often it would be quiet, which <laughs> is not what we're used to now. But, um, yeah, Dad, it was, it was very, it was very quiet. Not that no talking went on, but mm-hmm. it was limited. Mm-hmm. Dad was limited in his words. He was a very, I think he had had uh, had a lot of, had a love for animals, I think. Mm. I could tell that he was pretty compassionate toward animals, except when he, <laughs> the only time I heard him ever get mad at an animal that I know of was when the cows were doing something like, if they had busted down some of the fence and they were out where they weren't supposed to be, or if he was milking the cows and they would slap him with their tails, which yeah. were dirty tails, you know, and he would, he didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and pigs, we had pigs too. And sometimes the boar pigs, the male pigs, they would, they would get in a, in a condition where all of a sudden they they just be be they trying to be jumping over the pens that they were in, oh. and Dad had to kind of r- wrestle them back into their pens. And so there were animals. He liked animals. I know he loved animals. He loved farming, but there were parts of it that he yeah had had enough of. <laughs> so. Anything else about his personality that you remember or stands out to you? Oh, I don't know. He uh, he enjoyed he enjoyed football. He enjoyed watching the Packers or sometimes just listening to the Packers on the radio, and mm. he enjoyed. Uh, he was quiet in church, but I think he enjoyed being with the people at church. It was important for him to go. Mm. My, I don't remember that either. 
either my mom or dad had to be told to go to church. It was just, you know, they they enjoyed their country church. Mm-hmm. So. Was your dad, was he involved at all at the church? Do you know, like... He would usher. Okay. That was, that was, that was his, his service to the church. I yeah. know. And I can't, and I think he would go to board meetings too, now that I think of it. Hmm. So he must have been on some, that's coming later. Grandpa's giving uh, signals <laughs> from the corner here. <laughs> but he'd go to board meetings. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 All right. Okay. Um, can you think of any unusual or amusing or interesting incidents concerning your dad? Ah, that was one I had circled that I didn't really know. I think little things will come out as I yeah. go through the rest of this. Sure. Because right now I'm, I'm drawing a blank. Okay. Well, tell us a little more about your dad's occupation. How many years did he work at that occupation? Did he enjoy it? Um, why do you think he enjoyed it? Talk about that a little bit. Well, as I said, Dad started working on the farm as a young man. And... Um, at one point when I was eight years old, that's when Grandma and Grandpa Umnus moved out of the the lower level of the farmhouse there, and we bought the mom and dad bought the farm from them, and so dad was dad was left to take care of the farm on his own, and I would think, boy, that's a big deal all of a sudden to have. It was a small farm. It was 80 acres and 10 acres of woods. And I'd say about 35, 40 head of cattle. Mm -hmm. There were pigs. There were chickens. I think that was it. Cats and dogs. But um, he farmed up until the day he died. He was still farming when he, when Daddy passed away, and um, I think he enjoyed farming. He there was something about the being your own boss. You're not answering to anyone. You do things. Daddy at one point decided to work outside the outside the farm, and he sold the cows. Mm. He sold the cows, and I remember a big truck came, and the cows loaded in, and away they went, and Daddy um, got a job driving milk truck. And I don't know how long that job lasted for him, but he, I think, quickly realized he missed farming. Mm. And as far as I know, I think this is true, he was able to, he decided, nope, I want to farm. And he bought the cows back. And oh. I think, I think we got the same cows back that we had sold. Mm. So it couldn't have been, I think... Yeah, I, like I said, I should have asked more questions when I was growing up, but I didn't. Yeah. And now there's nobody to ask these questions because mm. there's just nobody left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you so remember that happening? I rem yes, I was, yep, I was maybe 10 years old. Okay. So... So he gave working outside the home a, a try and apparently didn't like it, just mm. wasn't comfortable at it. And mom must have said, well, then let's let's go back into farming. So they did. Yeah. And then, like I said, he did that then until until the day he died. Mm. But I think he did. He did enjoy it. He did. You know, his love for animals and his 
his liking to um, kind of be his own boss yeah. and, and not have not have a. I mean, the only schedule you have to meet is your schedule, and, yeah, and do things like that. Yeah. So, so I think I I'm I feel feel confident that he enjoyed farming and. So and. Can you talk about anything related to farming, any memories you have of, um, I know this came up when I was talking to you about a Jerry Epps book that we were reading. Oh, yeah. About uh, a barn fire in the community. And oh, you said, yeah. You said, I have memories of my dad coming back from helping a neighbor with a, with a, barn, a barn fire. Do you have a lot of memories of your dad being connected to the farming community, um, anything you can think of? Mm -hmm. One thing I can think of is, and this was earlier on in the farming, in the calendar of things, but um, when we would grow oats, mm -hmm. that, was, that was a crop that had to be threshed. It had to be cut had to be put in bundles, it had to be set up in shocks in the mm -hmm. field, had to be dried out, and then it had to go into something that separated the seeds from the stalk of the straw down at there at the bottom. And there was a there was a man in the community who owned a threshing machine, a big I don't know if it was steam powered. It had, I know it had a big belt on it that, mm -hmm. that uh, kept it going, but you would hear it coming down the road. He would, he would go to all the different farms in the town and for a fee, he would let them use his threshing machine and all the neighbors would gather at the farm where it was being done at the time. Yeah. And then they would all move on to the next farm and to the next. So um, there was that connection with community, mm -hmm. and that was that was going on even when my grandpa was still was still at the farm. Yes, yes. I remember. I think I remember, in certainly our late teens, maybe our early twenties, even that one of the local TV stations did a little special. Um, he was still running that thing. Uh, and doing that out there by the farms, and that made the local news. They did a little segment on that. Oh, I forgot about that. That's the specific one, the man that actually was involved? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but that was probably the very end then. It probably wasn't long after that that maybe yeah. they quit doing it. But. Okay. Yeah. And what you mentioned about the hay fires in the barn, <clears throat> I guess if you put hay... If you bale up hay and it isn't quite dry enough mm -hmm. and you put it up in a barn where the temperatures get very, very hot up there, spontaneous combustion can happen and you can end up with smoking hay, which can turn into a barn fire. Mm -hmm. Well, the, the, uh, the farmers were always, I'm sure, watching when they put their hay up in their barns and if the... They would see the smoking starting and and feel the hay. You got to get call the neighbors all together, and they got to pitch that that hay out of the barn. Yeah. And I remember my dad doing that a number of times. I I don't believe it ever happened at our farm. Mm. I don't believe it did. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. So there was there was community like that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. What was your dad's feelings about food and cooking? Or I guess we can say anything domestic there. Cleaning, housekeeping. How did you know that he felt that way? Are any any stories related to those topics you can think of either? I cannot recall my dad. I cannot even picture my dad standing at the stove making something. No. Or clearing off the table, or wiping the dishes. I he may have done it. Maybe it was different after I had the house. But growing up, 
Daddy came in, he sat down, he washed his hands, he sat down at his chair, and dinner was served. Mm -hmm. Breakfast was served. Um, the meals were very, very much on a schedule. Um, he'd go out, go out in the barn in the morning, do the morning chores, come in at 8 o'clock, eat breakfast, go out, do the more chores in the barn, 12 o'clock, come in, eat lunch. And lunch was a substantial dinner. It wasn't just sandwiches or something like that. It was meat, potatoes, gravy. Okay. And uh, then he'd go out and do the afternoon, do the... We would eat. This was the only um, time during the day when he ate before the chores. He'd eat, we'd eat at 5 o'clock and then go out and do the evening chores. Okay. So he was very, yeah. And plus my grandmother, my grandmother on grandma's side, on my mom's side, lived with us. And so she she did meals because, like I said, my mom worked outside the, outside the home and... Uh, she was she was one of these yeah well we got to get the food for the men got to have got supper's ready at five o'clock lunch is ready at twelve yeah and lunch we called dinner and dinner we called supper yeah do so. you have any uh, memories of particular things you know your dad really liked or that were always on the table for your dad or you know what he drank with his meals was he a coffee guy. Dad wasn't so much a coffee guy. He drank coffee, but he liked milk. Hmm. Milk was a big thing. And in the evenings when he'd come in from the barn finally at night and settle down to watch some TV, he'd always... The one thing he did make was he had one of these glass... He called it a malted milk maker. And he'd put milk and ice cream in there, maybe some chocolate syrup and... Then it had a plunger which went up and down, and he mm -hmm. made his his malts, or he'd have a bowl of ice cream. So I know he okay. liked that. There was always dessert on the table for Daddy. Breakfast, lunch, and supper. Really, always it was always some kind of a dirt dessert, and it was sitting in a table on that sitting on a corner in on Dad's end of the table. Do you remember? The kinds of things he liked was it pie or cookies, cake, pie, and breakfast too. Breakfast too. There was always something sweet. Okay. Yep. Hmm. Okay. How did your dad show you that he loved you? I think. I think I would say by being. Just the kind of steady, I'm always there. Mm. If you know, I'm, he was pretty much always home. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, you can count on me, I'm always there. Mm -hmm. It wasn't in words, maybe actions and mm. just his steady presence. Mm. That's what I think. Yeah. Do you have uh, any of your dad's favorite sayings that come to mind? You know, we had so many from Grandma. Yeah. <laughs> from my mom. Yeah. Dad, Dad was a man of few words. So I, I, I thought about this and thought about this, and the only thing I can think of is his, his one joke in his lifetime that I ever heard him tell. And I know he told it on more than one occasion, and he thought it was hilarious. And it was, it was, knock, knock, who's there? Let us, let us who? Let us come in. And then I can see Dad getting this big grin on his face and trying not to laugh, but he's laughing. He thought that was hilarious, and yeah. I don't know where he came up with that joke, but... That's one of the only things that I could think of that yeah. was like a favorite saying of his. 
Dad's Dad's raising his hand. Well, this isn't a famous saying, but you telling the story about him telling his joke reminded me of a uh, a time that we were at the farm, and it was probably after we were married. Yeah. And it was a, a, a joke that somebody told me at work. It was about a, a <gasps> guy it? on a bicycle with a rubber band. With a rubber band, and he kept zooming past this car, <laughs> and then the car would go past him and zooming back. And I don't even remember the whole joke. I do. But I told it to your dad. Yeah. I told it at the table, uh-huh. and your dad broke up. Yeah. <laughs> I do remember that. And would that have been I a do. rare thing for your dad to bust out in laughter? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. I remember that, honey. I remember that joke, too, because it was a suspender joke. Yeah. Suspender, yeah. I think that's what it was. Yeah, because you told it to us, and I think Steve and I even would retell that joke. Really? Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Anything you can remember about how your dad used to dress? Well, his farm, his farming clothes mm-hmm. were, I don't remember, like, don't remember jeans, my dad wearing jeans, but he would wear kind of work pants, like, they might be like Carhartt pants nowadays. Sure. Kind of a... Or Dickies, maybe they were called Dickies. The green or a brown you'd get at brown. Fleet Farm? Yeah, brown or green, yes. Like almost like a heavy canvas yeah. kind of? Yeah. yeah, he okay. would wear those. And then he would wear a short sleeve, short sleeve shirt in the summer, cotton shirt, button down, buttons down the front. And uh, always a hat, always a hat. So he always had a tan where the top of his head was white. Mm-hmm. And of course, from his from his shoulder down, you know, yeah, he'd have what they call a farmer tan, mm-hmm. and uh, bib overalls. I think he had bib overalls, but those I associate more with my grandpa, Grandpa Umnes. Okay, the bib overalls. I thought Daddy wore wore bib overalls, but the more I think about it, I I see him more with the pants and the shirt. Just mm. the pants and the shirt, not suspenders or anything like that. And to church, it was always a suit, always a suit. The men wore wore suits to go to church. Okay, all the time. And like if he and Ma- if he and mom would go go out for fish on Friday night, or if we'd go into town on Friday nights, then it was. More of a pair of dress pants and a shirt. Okay. But, yeah. All right. Do you have any particular memories associated with anything your dad wore or an article of clothing you remember buying for him or giving to him or any memories associated with clothing? When I think of my dad, I... I associate him with a hat on mm-hmm. his head, mm-hmm. and he had one of those brimmed hats that the men wore in those days. Mm-hmm. And I can remember my mom wanting a picture of Daddy and I getting ready. We were ready to go to church, and she was going to take a picture of the two of us sitting on the couch. Yeah. And we went downstairs in Grandma and Grandpa's house. They weren't home. But we went down in their house, in downstairs, and we sat on their couch in front of a picture that was on the wall. Yeah. And Dad, what Dad had, he had his coat on, he had a long coat, and he had on his hat. And I had this hat, it was red velvet, and it had a white poof on the top. And I hated that hat. And I didn't want to smile for the picture. And my mom says, now just smile. And I I can remember just sitting there with my arms crossed and cheese like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I think of Daddy and I with our hats. Yeah. Daddy liked his hat. I hated my hat. <laughs> Do you have that picture? Oh, yeah. It's in the... You I can think remember so. it. Okay. I think so. Maybe it's not in the... 
There might be something. I kind of remember a picture of you. Yeah. Looking really? Your face. Really? <laughs> oh, I have to see if we can we'll find it. We'll have to see. All right. Um, who were your dad's best friends, and when did he spend time with them? Well, Daddy, you know, like I said, being a farmer, he didn't, he didn't have a lot of outside activities except for dartball. He played our church, Lark United Methodist Church, had a men's dartball league. And there were several area churches that were part of this dartball league. And one night a week, they would go, they would meet at different churches, they'd rotate, and they would, the men would play each other, the teams, the church teams would play each other in dartball. And I think Daddy, I think Daddy enjoyed that, and, and I guess he would, I would call that his kind of circle of friends. You yeah. Know, he would see them on Sunday, he would see them during the week in these dartball tournaments. Hmm. Just for the sake of explanation, in case someone listening to this wouldn't know about dartball, I'm no expert on it either. But I think it was, it was a probably a round target, but it had baseball stuff on it. So when your dart would hit it, you know maybe you'd get a double play or a home run or whatever. Oh, okay. So that's yeah, was it was how a, the game was. It, it was, was baseball, a, but it was throwing darts into a target. It was a big board. I would say maybe. Four feet square. Oh, square. Square, and it was laid out like a baseball diamond with home, first, second, third, and different points with what you, where you hit. Mmm. So. Interesting. Yeah. I never heard of it. And I remember one time he brought home one of those old boards that had just gotten yeah too many darts thrown into it and it was coming apart. He brought one home and we set it up in the woodshed and... He brought us some old darts, and we played dartball. You and Paul? Yeah. Oh. And Daddy. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. So every once a week he did that? Yeah. I don't know if it went on all year long or there was a season for it or what, but hmm. yeah, that was... Dartball. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did your dad have any other hobbies? Dartball. Dartball. Okay. (laughs) What activities did you do with your dad when you were a kid? Did you enjoy it? Well, on a farm, of course, there's chores to do. And I was all daddy had for a farmhand until my brother... Paul got old enough to help also, and he was six years younger than me. So for doing I for doing chores with my dad, I was all he had. So I would do, I fed the chickens, gathered the eggs, fed the cows, went and got the cows from the field, brought them home, um, fed the calves. Grandpa's got his hand You've up. You've got a him. story about steering the tractor, didn't don't you? Oh, yes, that's coming. Oh, that's coming. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of it. <laughs> that's coming. And uh, those were the regular everyday chores. In the summer, of course, you spend a good portion of the summer bringing in the hay. And there's several, two, sometimes three crops of hay. So you have to, Dad would have to go and cut the hay down, let it dry, then rake it into rows, mm-hmm. and then you'd have to drive around the field and and um, with the baler and get that get that hay to go into the baler and makes it into a bale. The bale gets gets uh, shoved out the other end and somebody riding on a wagon behind the baler has a hook and grabs that bale and brings it and sets it up, stacks it on the wagon. So I was all I was all dad had to drive the tractor and I had to learn to drive the tractor, although I never did learn how to shift the tractor. If the tractor had to be shifted into a lower gear, I would stop it. Daddy would 
Daddy would trade places with me for a while and do the maneuver that he had to do, and I would go up on the wagon and pull the bales up. Because the, the, the row of hay that was the farthest to the edge of the field, mm -hmm. the tractor had to go the opposite direction. To, to get, pick it up? To pick it up, to be able to pick it up. And that, that involved making right-hand turns and keeping it in the row, keeping the rope going into the baler. And I couldn't get the hang of that, so Daddy did the outside round or anything that had to be backed up. And uh, like I said, I was all he had. He was glad to have me. But you had to grab those bales of hay? Oh, yeah. They're, they're, you can grab them. I could grab them and pull them onto the wagon, you know, okay. and get them out of the way. I couldn't pick them up with two forks and, and stack them, but mm -hmm. I could get them up onto the wagon, and then Daddy would stack them. Is there like some hook handles yeah. to grab them with? We got one in the garage. Okay. Hanging on the wall. That was one from the farm? Yes. Paul gave me that. Oh. And I write that down. I didn't know that. <laughs> so do you, how old would you have been, were those elementary years when you were uh, doing that? I was probably 9, 10, 12. Yeah. You yeah. remember enjoying that or not? I, you know, I just took it for granted. That's what you have to do in the summer. Yeah. You have to pick stones in the summer when you first plant a crop of of oats. Mm -hmm. And um, usually Memorial Day weekend, the when you when you work the ground and then plant the oats, when the ground gets worked up, the stones work their way to the top, the big yeah. rocks. So we would drive around. the The oats were only maybe three, four inches tall, so we wouldn't hurt them. We drive around and and uh, pick stones and put them on a wagon. Did you enjoy that? No, I did not. Although Wait. I have a couple stones out in the in the flower bed here from the stone pile. From the stone pile. Yeah. And you brought those when you got married, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> and you love rocks. I do love rocks. Yeah. Do you remember ever when you were picking stones, like examining them or saving any i'm sure some cool ones came up from that area because you're close yeah. to the i remember we had a stone pile escarpment. along the fence in the field and yeah. and uh i would i would spend time on the stone pile just looking at rocks okay but i didn't really bring them home because i didn't know what i'd do with them yeah interesting yeah um what do you remember most about your dad Well, that and the next question, how do you picture your father when you think about him? Yeah. Um, I picture him, I picture him in his work clothes and his bald head. And uh, I just remember, I always, I think of my dad as a quiet Quiet, kind of steady man, hmm. you know, like hard times might come, things might happen in farming, you have a bad crop or you lose some cattle or mm -hmm. things like that, but it it never seemed to, I don't remember dad ever getting angry about anything or, mm -hmm. you know, mad at God or anything. Hmm. Just very quiet and steady and mm -hmm. and uh, taking life as it came. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite memory about your dad? Oh. Yeah, that was another one I couldn't... I guess just, just the everyday daddy that was always there. Mm-hmm. And he was always there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't have a worst memory. No. Um, so can you tell us about when your dad passed away and how he died? He passed away now, March 
I can never remember if it's the 14th or the 15th. You were going to look that up for me. Oh, yeah. I know. It's on my calendar. Is it? Oh. Yep. Uh, the 15th. The 15th, March 15th. I remember I had gotten... Oh, sorry. No, 14th. 14th. Yes. Okay. 14th. All right, 14th. I remember, I think it was a Wednesday, and I had gotten Dad off to work, and I don't know if... I don't know if the kids were up... It was, because you would leave for work pretty early in the morning. We were not up. You were Because I remember up. waking up and oh. hearing Dad's voice. Oh, okay. And wondering why he was I home. was sitting in this chair here. Yep. And Dad came home from work. They might have called me at work. And Peggy, I had to come and tell you. Peggy called you at work. And you came home to tell me. And I remember you came in. And I was pregnant with Tim. So seven months pregnant, and I just remember sitting here and everything was fine. And then you came in and told me, you knelt down here by me, and you told me that Daddy had passed away. And we had just been there on Sunday, that Sunday. We weren't, we weren't going to go to the farm, and then we made up our minds to go. Like for lunch or something, yeah. or just to go? Yeah, just to go and see Mom and Dad. We were there, and it was funny because, like, Uncle Uncle Adeline and Rudy had made a dis They just kind of popped in on Sunday, and, mm. and uh, Dad had seen a lot of the relation. Anyway, but Dad, anyway, Dad came in and, and told me that my dad passed away. and I'm wondering how long that had been after, because didn't, didn't you and Paul kind of do an anniversary thing for him? I don't know how many years they were That was their then. 25th. Their 25th. Yeah. So that might have been maybe quite a bit before that, huh? I lose track. Yeah. I don't know, I can't think. Yeah. <clears throat> I was wondering if it had been within a year or something, but probably not. Probably much yeah. later. He was 59, wasn't he? 58. 58. Yeah, Dad was 58. And we, I remember we just, well, okay, we've got to go home now. we got to go help Grandma deal with this. And we got two kids packed up, and we packed up, and... We went out to the farm, and the relation was all there. Bester and Bill came, and Adeline and Rudy were there. May was there. They all came, and we made the funeral arrangements. And I remember while we were there, some, I just remember uh, Paul was in the, you had a shed there that, I guess it was the back part of the, the garage that was there. The woodshed. The woodshed that's not there now. Yeah. Uh, but it was where you parked your car, too. Right. But in the back end, there was a place for you could do woodwork and stuff. And I remember Paul was in there putzing with something, and I just went back there. I don't even remember any conversation we particularly had, but I, I just remember him being there, and I just went to try to console him. In some way, or didn't know what to say, really. But I think Paul was just there, just trying to sort things out in his own mind. Yeah. Because he passed away in his sleep, right? In his sleep from a heart attack, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember anything else about just that time, or...? your own feelings or how you processed or, you know, even the funeral or just memories you have of losing your dad? Because it certainly was unexpected. How old were you when he died? How old would I have been in 80... 84? 84. 84. 
Yeah. Close to 30. Yeah. Very close to 30. Yeah. Yeah. I remember worrying about mom, how she was going to handle it. Yeah. And it was very hard on your mom. Very yeah. Hard. She didn't. She didn't get back to being herself till she came here and started living and enjoying the grandkids. You guys. Yeah. yeah. So she started getting back into a family life again, but her world as she knew it ended at that point, and that was very hard on her. Yeah. 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 One thing I always remember from the funeral, and it's such a little thing, but. On the morning of the funeral, the the casket was at the funeral home in Morrison. Yeah. And mom wanted the hearse that took the casket to the church. She wanted it to drive past the farm mm. for daddy to go past the farm one more time. So we all kind of followed it from the funeral home, past the farm, up to Lark, and to the church. And it was, it was, it was cold that day, cold and windy. I don't think it was snowing, but it was cold and windy. And, uh, so we all had our big coats on and everything. And I was walking into church. I was seven months pregnant, but I, I had your arm and I was going down the aisle to where we sat in the front and I dropped my purse. And everybody was kind of scrambling to pick that up for me. They, I think, felt sorry for me. Or I don't know why I dropped it, but mm. I remember that. Mm. Yeah. And I thought of another thing that it relates to your mother, but it relates to your dad. Is that she always said that when... When the Lord took took your dad, not that he gave her Tim. I mean, you know, Tim was born months later. Yeah. And then, you know, not that he was a replacement, but something something to help something. help her in her grief. You know that even though he took yeah. her husband, but he but he sent Tim. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Time. Yeah, another grandchild. So yeah, and that we have so cool. many pictures of Grandma with Tim. Yeah. I mean, that was a. I think that was a really important part of her healing. healing. And, you know, through her grief to have to have Tim. Yeah. yeah. If you just lost your husband, couldn't be anything more soothing than to hold a baby. Yeah. 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 Well, any other things you remember about your dad or just any other notes you wrote down? Mom, you're always so I didn't prepared. Write, I wrote no notes. Mom! This was all winging it. Wow. I did it, Dad. <laughs> you did good. You did good. Yeah. Do you have anything now that anything you have from your dad or that reminds you of your dad or anything? I mean, you mentioned some things from the farm. That, that malted milk maker I have. Okay. Reminds me of dad. Just some of the pictures, especially that one of him in the schoolhouse yeah. down in the family room. Yep. Um, <laughs> I wish I had that red hat with the... <laughs> the poof? The poof on top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't think of. I had like daddy's wedding ring and and uh, tie clips and things like that, but I gave those to Paul. Oh. I thought Paul should have them. Yeah. 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 Well, I guess that's it. Well, thank you, Mom.